0: Hi, my name is Heidi Phillips, and you're listening to The Aging Athlete. We'll be discussing topics related to aging well and living an active life. Many times we'll have interviews with medical professionals, athletes, and other experts in the aging journey. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome back to The Aging Athlete. Um, Today we have with us Susan Saunders. Susan is a health coach, author, and a TV producer. She's co-author of the blog and book, The Age Well Project. She's certified as a health coach with the Institute of Integrated Nutrition in New York City and holds their advanced coaching certification. Her work as a coach led her to write The Age Well Plan, a six-week program to kickstart a longer, healthier, happier life. Susan lives in London in the UK, but works with clients from all over the world. And Susan, I love that you've immersed yourself in the science of longevity and distilled the research to make it work for everyday lives, and you believe firmly that we can change the way we age. You also have your own website at susansaundershealth.com. So thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thank you so much for asking me, Heidi. It's a real privilege. I'm so happy to talk to you.
0: Well, happy to talk to you too. Um, as we, as I shared previously, I'm always interested in why people do what they do, because I believe people who are passionate about what they do, that there are personal stories behind why they do it. So interested in what got you um, and Annabelle, your partner, into the Age Well Project, um, and then to go on and write books and this blog.
1: Yeah, it d- definitely started with a really personal story for me. When I was 36, uh, I had a toddler and a newborn. I was working full time as a TV producer. You know, I had a lot on my plate, a big juggle going on the whole time. Uh, and then my mum was diagnosed with uh, severe dementia. That was the diagnosis. So at that point, I also became a carer. To kind of add to all that, and so she lived another twelve years after that diagnosis. So that was a, you know, a long period of caring for her, of managing my responsibilities, and you know, it was tough. It was really tough. Uh, and what made it kind of more poignant for me was that as a teenager, I'd watched my mum care for her mum with the same condition. So I could see a pattern here and a pattern I really did not want to repeat, in particular as I have two daughters myself, I thought I wanted to do everything I could to reduce the risk of them having to care for me in the way that I cared for my mum and she cared for her mum. So so that was the starting point. That was the point at which I started thinking, okay, what what can I do you know what research is there out there that that can help me and I was reading all these newspaper headlines that were saying drink coffee you'll live forever don't drink coffee it'll kill you you know you've got detox all this stuff and I was like oh god I'm so confused and I had very little time but I thought I you know I really want to kind of work out for myself what I can do in the time that I have you know that what can I do as a working mum? to you know, that will make a difference to how I age so that research really was the starting point for me and then when I met Annabelle um, we met through our uh, children's nursery kindergarten um, uh, she had a, a similar family story and a similar interest in research and we both really liked cooking so we just thought this is about eight years ago why don't we write a blog let's write a blog and. I mean it really did start with it was kind of for our friends who were asking us questions and and asking us for recipes and things and, and then it kind of grew quite quickly from that point. Uh, and that led to a book commission. Annabelle is a writer, that is her her career. And she said, Look, I think we can make a book out of this. And then we were really surprised and delighted at the the interest that it got when we put it out there and uh yeah, and so when we were writing the original book together, The Age Well Project, I thought, well, this is great. You know, We're going to reach lots of people, but I'd really love to be able to help people one-to-one to age well. And as a result of that, I qualified as a, as a health coach. Um, and that led to the, the next book. So.
0: Great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so what do you believe are the biggest misconceptions of aging and aging well?
1: I think the biggest misconception is that you can't do anything about how you age. And you mentioned at the beginning that I believe that you can change the way you age. And I think it's absolutely critical that we approach aging and how we age with a curious and receptive mind. And we understand that it's not written in the stars or written in our genes, how we will age. Yes, there is a genetic component to how we age, of course. But even, um, even that, it, you, it, there aren't that many conditions which will automatically kick in if you have the gene. Even if you have a strong propensity to something, lifestyle can make a difference. I think it's Dr. Mark Hyman, who's um, kind of a big name in this area, says, um, genetics load the gun but lifestyle pulls the trigger and I that's sort of that's so true of course none of us know if the bullet's got our name on it you know it's right. um, you can't ever say you can't ever say I will definitely avoid getting x because I do y uh, and similarly if someone's done Something unhealthy in their lives. There's no blame if they get sick; it happens. But we can, do, you know, we can make a big difference. And I think that that for me is the misconception I would most want to bust through: that you know, you can make a difference.
0: And that was the one I wanted you to share because I agree. I think that's a huge misconception. And from the information I've seen, I also like researching the same topic. Obviously um it's 10% is genetics and 90% is other yeah. things um yeah. lifestyle so forth um environment all of that um so in your research for the age well project and the age well plan you talked to specialists and you've seen you've also seen what has worked for you can you share what you specifically have been approaching differently what you've changed and the impact these things have made on your quality of life
1: I've changed everything, Heidi. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I've changed everything, but in a straightforward, simple way. It's not like I have this really wild, wacky, extreme lifestyle now. It's just my approach is different. Um, But when we started blogging and writing, Annabelle and I, we kind of thought it really healthy aging was about food and nutrition and what we ate, and if we got that right, that was kind of, yeah, we'd be, we'd be sorted, and I think the biggest thing for me was realizing there was so much else to it. You know, that actually nutrition is quite a small part, it may not be even the most important part. I mean, every everything's really uh, important, and um, you know, exercise, of course, you know, as you know, and I love your philosophy that we are all athletes in some way because we are, and we need to think of our. Bodies as moving objects all the time they're built to move not to sit on a chair um, so so the sort of the six, the six um elements of the age world plan which is sort of the the kind of broad lifestyle that i follow and that i you know, work with my clients on um is knowing knowing your body and knowing your purpose, number one. So you know, having a sense of purpose, why you want to age well, uh, and also understanding your body, knowing your blood pressure and your BMI and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think yeah, that's really important. That's things I didn't take a lot of notice of before we start. You know, before we started um, doing this, um, and then uh, diet exercise sleep your sleep was a really big thing i didn't realize how important it is for aging well um and i just you know it's just something you kind of did you like went to bed and slept or you didn't sleep and particularly with young children often didn't sleep but i didn't didn't realize how important it was so that's something i've really learned to address and and to work on but also other things engagement is really important uh, when it comes to aging well you know that's something to address in terms of mental engagement what are we doing that's new how are we stimulating our brains to um to you know, to have new experiences our brains thrive on novelty on learning on hard work that is not I don't mean hard work in terms of like really stressful working long hours kind of hard work but hard work as in learning something new um uh, and also socialising, which, of course, in the last um, year and a half um, has been more difficult. That's really important. And then the sort of final element which um, I've had to address is environment and thinking about the environment in which we age, both in terms of pollution and climate change and that sort of thing, but also just the space in which we're in. You know, is it is it going to help us age well? Are we in space? In which we want to age, you know, that's also something to think about. Does the community we live in support us as we age? Does it have the right resources? Those kind of bigger questions are worth asking as well. So, yeah, everything has <laughs> everything has changed. Everything needs to be thought about.
0: So, what have you noticed in particular since you have made these changes? Um, what can you share? How it's how it's changed things for you.
1: I just feel so much better, so much less exhausted, so much less stressed. You know, I was really stressed, really um, angry, actually, a lot of the time. Yeah, that's true. I was angry, particularly when my kids were young and I was looking after my mom and I wasn't sleeping and I had all this responsibility. You know, I was kind of angry about it and I couldn't... Kind of process that and work through it. And one thing I have got from the whole Age Well kind of program has been uh, just to be calmer and to be more reflective and to step back. So it's it's really benefited me mentally as well as as well as physically. Both Annabelle and I have more muscles now than we had. In our early forties, so when we met, kind mean, of whenever that was, fifteen years ago, you know, we have more muscle now than we did then. So that's good because we've focused on that. um And I used to have so many colds. I had colds all the time, really, from puberty onwards. I had a cold every month, and often they would last two weeks. So that was my life. You know, I always had a packet of Kleenex in every pocket, every bag. You know, that was a really dominant factor of my life. Uh, and I'm touching word here, but since we started on the Age Well project, I have not had nearly as many colds. So, just from a point of view of my own kind of daily life, that has made a huge difference. It's being well. It's okay. not like I was. desperately ill but I was just not very well a lot of the time
0: and it sounds like not feeling very well and it's definitely harder to do life when you don't really have much energy and you don't feel well (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. love it I like all of the areas that you touched on as well so if if we're thinking about listeners what top three things we're usually you know looking at I know the age well project on the website, it says for ages 45 and up, but I want to really be able to talk to people even younger than that. Uh, what top three things would you tell even 20 to 40-year-olds to be aware of now that they could do differently so that then they don't have to make changes at 45 and beyond?
1: That's a really interesting question because a lot of people do come to us and say later from very late 40s onwards, most of my clients are sort of 50-plus. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I think you know, what what would I have done differently? What do I wish I had known uh, 20 odd years ago? Um, I think actually sleep is a really important thing. I just I just didn't value it. I wasn't aware of what it does in our brain. You know, our brain's housekeeping team goes to work when we're in deep sleep and only when we're in deep sleep. And you want your brain to be clearing out toxins um, as much as possible. And that will only happen when you're getting quality deep sleep. Uh, And so just kind of throwing yourself into bed at midnight, getting up at seven, having a big coffee, you know, that's, you feel like you're invincible in your 20s and 30s, but actually it's worth focusing on, on that because at some point sleep, won't be as easy to achieve so I think there yeah that is really um something to um to think about and to respect and just I think just to kind of start thinking about the lifelong habits thinking not thinking that you're invincible thinking about what what would I like my life to be like you know, the question is the same really what would I like my life to be like when I'm 60 or 70 or 80 and how do I get there well you know healthy eating so, you know clean healthy um, habits are, are a really good place to start and if you get those things in place then um, you're going to stick you're going to stick with them it's going to be much easier if you get those habits in place in your 20s, to stick with them rather than having to make a drastic life change, perhaps because of a medical issue or emergency when you're in your late 40s, 50s or beyond. Um, And I think the other thing I would say for younger people is to keep learning because that keeps building neurons in the brain. We we used to think that... the. once you reach adulthood, your brain was set. That was it. It had grown. It was going to stay there or it's going to decline. But actually, we can keep building neurons. And it, I think it's very easy, perhaps when you're in your 20s, to think, well, I've done school. I've done college. Now I am you know, Now I'm, I don't need to learn stuff anymore. But actually, lifelong learning is, is really important and will really help support brain health and build cognitive reserve, which is the kind, the extra kind of connections that your brain has. And it's been found in autopsy that um, people who had cognitive reserve, people who were perhaps very highly educated, had the brains of Alzheimer's patients, but they didn't have the symptoms when they were alive, because they had enough connections that the brain could keep rerouting itself around The plaques and tangles of Alzheimer's to keep functioning normally um, because of that lifelong kind of learning process. Wow, that is very
0: interesting. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Keep learning that. (laughs) Um, So, and you may have already answered this, but as you're now looking back on the project and the second book you wrote, what was the biggest takeaway for you from this whole thing? Looking back since you started all of this, since you began.
1: Um, I, For me personally, I think the, the sleep piece has been really important. But I think the really the really big picture that I would want to share pe- share with people is that it's actually really simple to age well. It's not any kind of weird, strange, extreme thing that you have to follow for the rest of your life. It's its doable. It's manageable within the, whatever the parameters of your life are. You can put in place simple processes that will help you age well in terms of what you eat, how you move, how you sleep, how you engage. That's all. That's all doable. And I think that... It, you know, that's the that would be my kind of number one thing which I I take from this is that yeah it's it's all doable and you can make a really big difference with really small changes just you know, just move you know, move for five minutes every hour and you'll have a huge impact on on your body and on your future health you introduce some more green vegetables or more pulses more fiber into your diet you will make a huge difference
0: yeah. mm-hmm. and it is it's simple changes I think it's looking back at my question to you with the younger people I think it's really hard when you're younger you talked about beginning with the end in mind thinking about what you it to be like when you were in your 50s 60s and 70s and I think that's very hard for younger people because I mean I remember being younger and feeling bulletproof myself. I was doing triathlons and Ironman and, and that was even in my forties and I felt fantastic. Um, but then, you know, it catches up. We, we are all aging <laughs> and, uh, I wish I had known some things, um, that I could have done differently, um, to age even better. Um, but I, I do think it's beginning with the end in mind and really thinking about yeah. I loved that the way you put that earlier when we were talking about thinking about what you wanted to be like in the future, what did you want your quality of life to be? And how did you want to see yourself? Um, Yes, working backwards.
1: Yeah, and I think if I had, I think I did think about it a bit in my 20s. And I did think I wanted to be this sort of older person who was traveling a lot and doing stuff. I think I had some awareness of that even then. Um, But yeah, I certainly didn't think about how I would get there until much later, but i wish I wish people did i mean I wish they taught it in schools to yeah be honest. You know people should learn this in high school, that absolutely you you can, you can make a a big difference uh to um
0: you know to how you age I agree it should be taught this should be something um that in financial education for, for yes. people. um and and this sort of thing um how you age and just creating that awareness that whether or not you know it, you are building a base of what your habits are going to be in 20, 30, 40 years from now. And do you like where that's going? If you extrapolate that, um, what does it look like? So that's really good, good stuff. Um, So what advice would you like to leave with our listeners as to where to start to successfully age well? Where would they look? What should they start with?
1: Mm, I think, well, I think first of all, it's never too late and it's never too early to start. So, people say, When should I start? Well, now. Now. The, the fact you're asking the question, start now. I think probably starting with working out why you want to age well. You know, that goes back to the idea of you, know, you can think about that when you're in high school. You know, you, um, you know, why do you want to age well? What are you aging well for? What, what is that life going to be like? Um, you really sort of thinking that through, whether it's playing with your grandkids or climbing a mountain or continuing to work at, at your peak capacity, or you know, for me, it was obviously reducing my risk of dementia. That, you know, that was really where it started. So I think working that out and then, as you said, you're going to the end and working backwards, you know, how do you get there? How do you get to that point? um what what's it going to take suddenly becomes much easier and actually research shows that, that people who have a sense of purpose age better um they um because they kind of know where they get they're, mm-hmm. where they're going uh so that you know, it's worth having a, a sense of purpose just for that but it will keep you it will keep you on track because we all kind of know that we need to eat well and um, exercise and, and all that stuff. But staying on track, making those choices and decisions um, is harder. And I think in some ways it gets harder as we get older because we've got a lot on and we get more tired and all that sort of thing. So actually having a reason to make the right choices becomes more and more
0: important. Love it. Thank you. So we'll end we'll wrap up with this can you tell listeners a little bit more about your book and blog and why they might want to purchase either one of your books or subscribe to your newsletter
1: yes of course So please you know, please uh subscribe we have so we have agewellproject.com and we blog you know, that's our free blog we blog every couple of weeks now really about research also we share recipes but really about the latest research into aging well and uh, I have my own website susansaundershealth.com where people can connect with me ask questions I send out a newsletter I do webinars and courses and all sorts of uh, things so all that information uh, is there and then the Books of the Age Well Project, which is um, a kind of broad look at almost a hundred different steps, simple steps that we can take to age well. And then the plan is kind of the companion volume, as it were, which is the the kind of how to put it in practice, how to start creating your own Age Well life in, in six weeks. Just for each week, focusing on you, knowing your body and your purpose, your diet, your exercise, your sleep, engagement and your environment. You're focusing on one each week, layering up the different elements of aging well. So the two books kind of go together, really. And also Instagram and Facebook at Age Well Project or at Susan Saunders Health. I do love Instagram. So I'm always happy to see people there.
0: Great. And I will put links for all of that in the show notes so that people can connect with you thank as you. well as your books. I did check are available on Amazon here in the U S. Great. So I, you know, or they can check, I suppose, at, at larger bookstores, but I did check for Amazon. And um, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate your time.
1: Oh, thank you so much for asking me. I've loved talking to you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Oh, great having you, Susan. Okay.
0: Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, I hope you share it and click the subscribe button. So you don't miss future episodes. See you on the next one.